With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode of the Golf Gambler Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet for up to $500. Terms and conditions do apply. So go get the details at WYNNBet.com and download the app today. And we're also brought to you by Roman. Roman is a straightforward way to take care of your ED. Just head over to GetRoman.com slash SGP for $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash SGP. And we're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is home to the Best Ball Mania 2 contest where you can win a million dollars. That's right, a million bucks. So go sign up at underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. And we're also brought to you by Odds Jam. Odds Jam is the betting tool every shop better needs, bringing you the latest prices and presenting the best betting opportunities. Dominate the marketplace with Odds Jam. Use promo code SGP and get 5% off at sportsgambling.com slash Ozdan. All right, welcome back, DJs. It's myself, Boston Capper, the god of golf himself, Steve Shermer, for the DFS show for the PGA at Kiwa Island. I'm ready. We got Nagel's Bagels coming on. Steve, are you ready, baby? Oh, of course I am. This is day two of the never-ending content train for PJ Championship Week on SportsGamingPodcast.com. Uh, right. I did my, not a model, it was more, I showed you what it was. It's more of a dashboard, yeah. basically. Yeah. Just shows a high level of everybody. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. that that's you that's much more than a dashboard, sir. Well, you, you call it beautiful, and that was one of the biggest compliments I've ever received in my life. So <laughs> thank you very much for that. Um, but yeah, I completed that today. Uh, went through the uh, the card again. Didn't really see many props up yet, but we'll talk about them tomorrow. Hopefully tonight they get everything up. Yeah. Uh, but tonight's about DFS. Yep. And it's a little early in the week, uh, looking at ownership and stuff. But we'll do our best, try and project where things are going. We've listened. I listened to a couple of things today about where the market is probably going to shift. So we'll try and pivot when we can, or jump on if that's a good take. So, um, so you are my social liaison, uh, social media liaison. Is yeah. there was there anything today that you saw? That's nah, relevant. Nothing, nothing that jumped out yet. We'll okay. see. Nothing yet. The um, I don't know. Max Home is always busy. That dude spends a lot of time on social media. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, well, I mean, like productive things about like things that actually matter for gambling, no. not like lining these guys' pockets with PIP. <laughs> yeah, no, nothing, nothing yet. It, it kind of seems like what you were talking about. So I, I only had a chance to listen. I think I listened to half of the betting show um, on PMA, and that's it. Um, but it seems like. Eh, it seems like people are kind of going your train of thought. Like, hey, I know it's long, but maybe let's not worry about it. There's a bunch of short knockers on the board in 2012. Okay. Well, so, that's a, I mean, that's fine. That's, that's a, the right take. Maybe, that, maybe that's an angle to be contrarian later on. Depending maybe, on the but I, I feel like it's the right take. I'm not just going to take bombers to take bombers, right? So, yeah, I, I, I'm looking at this golf. I think that's the right take. Yeah. I think, I, it, I think just people are just getting smart about this stuff. So, yeah, absolutely. The, so the only thing I heard today, uh, I was. Oh, excuse me. I was watching live from PJ Championship, and they're talking about the seventy-eight, seventy-six scorecard yardage. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, they talked to the head of the PGA. He was in charge of the setup and said, while yes, it can be stretched to 78, 76, it's probably not going to play that way. It's probably going to play about what it played in 2012. Okay. So I think we can basically just run back again what the yardages were and what attributes were best that week. Yeah. Um, the golf course is firm. The balls are running out a little bit more in the fairway, so uh, keep that in mind as well. Um, and then the wind. So it, it, we're starting to get a little better picture of what the wind is going to be and the weather report. And uh, well, we're not going to get any rain all week. The wind looks moderate yeah. um, on Thursday and Friday. And like, I mean, it, it's 10 to 15 miles per hour wind, but just because the golf course is completely exposed and it's the ocean is unpredictable. I mean, that that that's that affects it. But on the weekend, though, the wind looks non-existent and I'm starting to not get concerned, but I don't really like seeing guys just rip up really big golf courses that I have a lot of respect for. Uh, yeah, but the wind it, can it, pick it up might, at eight points. Yeah, but I, the wind, even even minor wind, like I, playing coastal courses, like I played a bunch of like Amelia Island down here. Um, is it used to have a really good one before a hurricane destroyed it, and it could be calm, like driving in, and then you'd randomly get like three to four holes, all of a sudden, like just these gusts would just eat you up, right? And I feel like that's gonna happen up there. So I, I, even if it's non-existent, like it's gonna pop up, it's gonna be unpredictable. Um, I mean, that's how I feel anyway. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see. What I worry about is with Whistling Straits in 2015, that got no wind on the weekend, and everyone ripped that place to shreds. Yeah. 20 under was a winning score. Uh, and that's also, I mean, it's it's not along the ocean, but it's along Lake Michigan. There might as well be an ocean. Yeah, you know, it's, I mean, it gets very blustery coming off there, yeah. too. We're going to see in the Ryder Cup in September. That, that's going to be fun. You know, that's why I did September. boot camp, man. That's just cold as shit, man. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we'll see. Um, We'll monitor how that report is. I mean, if the weather is shaking up right now, it changes my opinion on a certain player that we will talk about very shortly once we bring on Nagel. So um, do you want let's talk about where ownership is right now? And then we'll bring on Nagels and uh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, 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 that's fine. Just just run through the ownership. I'm going to text him right now. Okay. Him just, All right. Like, so just looking up at the te- uh, anybody over ten thousand uh, dollars. Jordan Spieth is the chalk this week at twenty one percent. He's the only one over twenty. He's the only one even close to twenty. Everybody else is either low teens or under ten percent. Uh, you know, despite Rory having all this buzz right now about. Um, you know, he just won. He won a kilo. He's under ten percent. I, 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 this has to be a pricing thing. Yeah, uh, it, it's, where, it's tough to make a lineup with him. Yeah, and just based on where like all the other popular plays are, it seems like the max people want to go is really Spieth, mm-hmm. and then dip down to nine thousand high eights, and then just go pepper the sevens. Yeah. So. Uh, let's, I mean, we'll move down to the $9,000 range. Um, you got Xander at 17%. Hovland is 25 oh, right now. Uber. So Uber. Yes. And that's, that's not going to end. No. Uh, he's continually getting pushed. Um, yeah, I think you're going to have to make a decision on him tonight as I you know. still want to do that. I know. Um, reads the double digits. Um, I'm surprised. I thought Webb Simpson was going to be a lot more popular. I love uh, it. Love it. We'll see. Uh, Kyle Morkow is getting 13%. Uh, everybody else is under 8 So yep. moving down to the $8,000 range, it's Berger at close to 20 That is no surprise. Yep. Uh, he did well last week. He is the statistical darling of everything. He pops on all the models. 
Uh, he is going to be very chalky this week. The only guys in the 8,000 hour range are over 10%. Uh, right now is Cam Smith, Wills Altoris, and Louie. And that ownership is not even all that significant. It's like no, it's 11. And- so it seems like everybody right now, their initial bills is Spieth, Hovland, Berger. Yep. And then answer moving. Yep. Answer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then we'll, yeah. That's in the 7,000. So yeah. there's actually a lot of shock. A lot of chalk. <laughs> a lot of chalk. There's a lot of guys double digits. You have Answer at 18%. You have Paul Casey at 17%. You have Connors at 18%. You have your boy Keegan Bradley at 18%. And then there's a bunch of guys in the low teens as well in the 7,000 areas. You got Emiliano Griel. Like, I'm just scrolling all the way to 7,000. Emiliano Griel, ball striking guy. He's going to pop in all the models. Jason Kokrak, again, pops of the ball striking models. Siwoo Kim, you got your Pete Dye connection, ball striker. Charlie Hoffman's doing well, Matt Wallace, Brian Harmon, uh, because he has such a good short game and he's been playing well. Um, Joaquin Neiman, ball striking guy. It just seems like everyone, and there, there's a lot of really good ball strikers in the 7,000 hour range. And when you put together one of these models offered by a fantasy national, where, right. and then we just hit you over the head, like, hey, ball striking, ball striking, ball striking. Right. Well, that's where the ownership's going to be. Yeah. So, there are some guys in, in the 7,000 hour range that I like that is not getting ownership. Yeah. I'm kind of happy these things are going to kind of gongrate it up here. But there's, I mean, some of the guys that are popular are going to hit. So we'll talk yep. about that. And then under $7,000, um, I mean, you got Ryan Palmer at $6,900 just because I think he's just a name. Yeah. People recognize. Uh, Stuart Sink is seven because he won a heritage. People want to make that <laughs> he's connection. Won, he's, twi- he's won twice this year. Like I know. He's, he's won twice this year. 6900 It is kind of insulting. <laughs> you it, know what it, I mean? It is. I mean, Stenson I, I, is priced at the same price as Stuart Sink. Yeah. No offense I, I, against your boy. <laughs> right. I mean, people don't. I don't know. It's. It's. I. Yeah. I th- you're. You're probably. You make a good point. Maybe we'll talk about him under seven. If. The, if this. Is just mispriced, and you should just bet it. Uh, Charles Schwartz has been pretty good lately. He's at eight. Uh, your boy Thomas Peters at five. You got Bazane Hood at four. You got Alexander Norin, Varner, and Griffin at like four and three. And then under that, there really isn't much. So um, this is really early, though. A lot will change based on where some other shows come out with their picks, but. I think of the guys who are really chalk, Spieth is going to stay chalk, Hovland's going to stay chalk, and Berger's going to stay chalk, and Answer's going to stay chalk. And then as far as guys who I think might pick up steam, I think Webb might pick up steam during the week. I think Fitzpatrick will pick up steam. Yeah, he'll definitely pick up steam. And Wallace will pick up steam, too. I think Leishman's going to pick up steam, too. (laughs) Gross. You know me, I'm I'm a Leishman guy. But yeah. I don't. I don't like him. Yeah. But I mean, I really think it's just because of what you put in Slack earlier today. No, Christ, I'm 100 percent off. <laughs> if both of them are on him, fuck that yeah, shit. I'm, exactly. So I'm we'll talk about them tomorrow, though. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> Damn. All right. Well, let's bring fucking Nagel's bagels on here. Let's let's uh, let's give let's give him a ring. Okay. See if We're he's ready. Live on the fly. Yeah, live on the fly, man. Trusting the guy who can't get his internet to work. To man, fuck off, man. One guess. one one time. One time it didn't one, work. One time. Okay. One time. That's right. perfectly fine. I told him he, I told him to be on video too, so we don't step on each other. All righty. Well, hey guys, I think he's connected. Well, there he is. All right. Hold I, on. All right. Oh. Can he do the video? I'm working on it. It you takes know. a second. Well, well. Hold on. There he, there is. he is. Oh, you went away again. 
I'm sorry. There he is. <laughs> What's up, buddy? How are you? I'm good, man. How about yourself? I'm all right. All right. Sorry, it takes a second to yeah. connect everything. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I get it, man. I'm a technologist. How are you? Hello, Steve. Hello. You so, guys did all your stuff already in the beginning? Yeah, we just uh, our ownership and uh, wind and just kind of a recap of uh, just the, some quick hits on like uh, some betting stuff. That's it. Would have been nice to have heard some of that stuff since right. I have you, no idea. Listen, we need to download it. You can go download it. You're on it. You can still download it, bro. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, listen, uh, we did an hour and 15 last night. I mean, I heard we that. Gave you plenty to work with. I heard that, and I still have questions. That's so. good. That- that's that's not surprising. This is it's it's always hard when you want to do like comp courses at a a major venue that you don't see a whole lot and b a grass type you don't see a whole lot either. You know that's kind of tough. So, listen, uh, we we have questions for you, uh, mostly from our wives uh, for a question for you. <laughs> <laughs> You want you want to get that out of the way for that? That sounds stuff? very strange out of context. Yeah, what, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> so oddly enough, we were talking before the show, and uh, I told Boston Capper that uh, my that I had a question for uh, for you, and it was actually for my wife. And uh, he made uh, Boston Capper made a joke about something how you know yeah my wife, I was basically the same your wife had basically the same question for you so. So when I, t- I, t- I told my wife who was going to be on the show tonight, it was with Boston Capper and Nagel's Bagels. And she's like, ooh, who's Nagel's Bagels? Why'd he get that name? Does it have anything to do with bagels? So I guess the question is, where does your name come from? Does it have anything to do with bagels? Well, no. My name's Jeff Nagel. So I've, I've been Nagel my whole life. Right. And uh, when, you're, when your last name is Nagel, when you're a kid, people will just call you, hey, Nagel Bagel. You know, right. kids are kids are very creative. Mm-hmm. So my whole life, I was, I got all the Nagel Bagel jokes, and I got the uh, hey, you should open up a bagel store, and I get all those recommendations throughout my, throughout my life. And then when I started playing fantasy sports when I was twelve, thirteen, whatever, and I needed a team for my name, I needed a name for my team. I said, all right, I'll be Nagel's Bagels. That'll be my team. Now, I didn't realize years later that a bagel is a big zero and it could have like a bigger connotation. But I've always been Nagel's Bagels since I've been playing fantasy sports. So I've just stuck with that name. And that's why that's my name. All right. I like it. I will relay that information to my wife, who probably be satisfied with that answer. I think that was a good answer. My so. wife's gonna. My wife's not gonna be satisfied. She's disappointed. She was like, "Oh, oh. she was like uh, bagels, bagels," and he's from uh, the New York area. Is he gonna be able to send us some bagels? I'm, like, I'm pretty sure he has nothing to do with bagels, babe. <laughs> <laughs> these these are the things I have to deal with. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's right, man. My last name is Clifford, so uh, I I got all the big red dog shit growing up because kids are super creative. Oh, that's okay. rough. Yeah. I was I was called a Scuba Steve growing up because of the the movie Big Daddy. So you know, Scuba you Steve, damn you! You have to, you have to <laughs> got a lot of that in high school. Can't run away from it. You have to. Nah, you got to embrace it, man. Embrace. Yeah, it. yeah no, I, I, my my one of my Gmails is actually still Scuba five eight six, and it's because of that. I never changed it from high school. Isn't that your shit on uh on Reddit too? Is it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm a creature of habit, man. Once I get something, I just I just stick with it. So. I, I am so shocked by that, Steve. That you are That's a creature true. of habit. What you got? In, what you got in the glass there? I just have some Pepsi. I was I had some wine before. If okay. I if I start slurring my words, uh, <laughs> you know the reason why. So no, I just I had a sandwich, and now I have some soda, and I'll be fine. You know what? My wife will probably have another question. What what's your uh, vintage of red? Do you like what type of red? She's she likes her wine too. So what what type of red do you do you usually drink? I'm uh, 
We've lost I'm, so I'm many viewers. A, I'm not a wine uh, kind of connoisseur, uh, <laughs> but I kind of like the. Uh, I'm gonna get shit for this. I like the uh, the Dave Matthews wine, the oh, uh, the crush, God. like the red the red the red blend. Um, I can't help it. My sister got me into it. It's it's really good. So, uh, well, you know what? When, when John Rom wins the PGA this week, we'll send you a nice Spanish tempranillo that you can drink. Uh, there you go. Sell- Fine. Yeah. Great. All right, there you go. So, all right, so, so you had some questions for me. What, let's get to the golf stuff after everybody like okay. fast forward. Here's, here's, here's my problem. Capper, okay. here's my problem. Steve, here's my problem. All right, what you got? I need to know. I, I want to keep this short. I don't want to waste anybody's time, but I'm having a hard time figuring out, like, really what direction I want to go in. Mm-hmm. Have they established a line yet for winning score? Has that been out? Has that been published? No, I have not no. seen anything like that. Um, I look for I, it right I, by pre-show. I think they're fun. waiting for the forecast to firm up because that if the wind doesn't come, this might turn into 2015 Whistling Straits. Okay. Yep. All right. So that being said, um, I guess my next broad question is, are the short hitters DOA here? No, no way. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Okay. No. See, if the wind blows, this is what I don't understand. Okay, because when they played, when they played Beth Page Black, and that was a really super long golf course. Was, I mean, half that field was dead going into the going into the tournament. Yeah, yeah, it was. It's a completely completely different. It's a completely different setup, though. It's a completely different setup, right? So it's still a die course, right? So it's still angles, and uh, I think Steve, you said even when Rory went nuclear um, in 2012, he only used the driver half the time. He used the three wood. Uh, the other so half. on the on the par fours, he had to use three wood on six holes and driver on six holes. So yeah. there, there's force layups on the par fours. And that's really what you want to gauge as far as like if this driver course or not. Uh, there's force layouts based on where the fairway runs based on like the angles of the green, like where the hazards are. It's better sometimes to lay back short of it than to go long. And like, like the, the one of the reasons why, even though it's 70, I mean, we, we talked about this before he came on while it says it's going to be close to 7,900 yards. It's probably not going to play that way. It's probably going to play the same length as in 2012. And when I think about like a bombers course, I think about where they they can take shortcuts, like to cut off a lot of the yards, like a lot of the dog legs, or like or over the trees, like kind of like what Bryson does when he goes to, to a golf course. And the only penalty for him is rough. But here, everything is kind of all in front of you. There's not a lot of shortcuts you can really take. And the penalty, if you do try and take a shortcut and miss, is a penalty stroke, or you're in a bunker, you have to, you can't hit the green. And the fairways are pretty generous here. At Beth Page Black, they're very narrow. Mm-hmm. So it does provide a little bit of a bigger target for more accurate guys to play out or play to. And it just, there's not a whole lot of opportunities for a bomber to get to a certain part of a golf course where they ha- would have an advantage over someone who has to lay back. That's, okay. that's how I kind of see this place. All right. My next question. When they played here, in what was it, 2012, yep. and you looked at that leaderboard, they had some shorter hitters. Now, but they also played it in August, and it was wet, as opposed to now, where it might be a little drier, firmer, and faster, whatever. Does yep. that make it? Is that, is, could that be a thing? Is, I would is think if- shorter hitters because it was wet, or... 
I feel like if I feel like if anything that helps, I feel like firm and fast is going to help the short hitters because they get more run off the box, right? Yeah. So so firm and fast was kind of what we had at uh, Aaron Hills a little bit, and there was wider fairways, and you saw a leaderboard that I mean, yes, Brooks did win. But you had Brian Harmon second. You had Fleetwood up there. You had Fowler. Like Snedeker was in the top 10. Bill Haas in the top 10. That was a similar situation where it was big, wide corridors, but then right off of those corridors were just penalty areas. Um, and so I, I think it just – that I, I, I think firm and fast – well, here's another thing too. With pass Pollum, even if it is firmer, it's a grabby grass. The ball won't run out as much. It just it's 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 like a it's the grass is kind of like Velcro, like Bermuda when it's very fast, or you know it just it, it just it'll it'll let it run out. But like even um, you know it it like when it's really wet, when pass ball is very wet, it will grab it. But even if it's dry, it doesn't run out all that much anyways. So while yes, there will be some run out, it's not going to be like you know balls run out 30, 40 yards like you see at some other places. Okay. See, this is why I'm having a hard time. Right? If I look at uh, Quail Hollow just a couple of weeks ago, when I when I uh, handicapped that tournament, I really I wanted people that can that were uh, long off the tee and good around the green. Like that was those are the types of players that I was looking for. And if you look back at the and I want to log your hitters, and if you look back at the results from the PGA Championship at Quail Hollow, you had. Kisner and Molinari and shorter hitters up there. And if you look at the top 10 from this two weeks ago, besides Abe Answer, everybody else up there was a big hitter. Well, the, di- the difference was grass type that week. The 2017 was Bermuda in August, and this was overseed. And, and Molinari. It was, it, was, it was lower rough, too. And Molinari and, and was Hollow. nuclear with his fucking putter that weekend, too. Yeah, and, and the thing about Quill Hollow, too, is like there are opportunities for a bomber to take it over the dog leg, and the only, the only real penalty is overseeded rough. So, but in Bermuda, though, and how thick they grew, they was I think it was, what, three and a half inches that week? So, no, it was two and a quarter Bermuda, but the ball just goes right to the bottom. It was pretty important to be in the fairway that week. Okay. So, right, this is the last thing. This is the last thing, and then we can, we can start. And I thank you. For, for yeah, man. Look, this helps everybody, baby. I, I'm trying to figure this out. All right, so I'm going to give you a couple of golf courses, and you tell me if it's a fair comp or a stupid comp. Uh, these, okay. are, these are Steve questions only. I'll shut up. I'm sorry, Tapper. <laughs> now you're fine. All right. So, Beth Page Black. No. No, don't look at Beth Page Black. What about Open Championship, like a Port Rush? I can see Open Championship, like a lot of set, similar attributes I'm valuing this week. The Ocean Course kind of fits the Open Championship just in general. So, yes. About like, uh, tough U.S. Open courses. Like, for example, Torrey Pines, Shinnecock, Wingfoot, Shinnecock, right? Shinnecock would be all right. I could see Shin- I could see Shinnecock. I mean, they they that one's kind of was a little bit more wide open. I mean, it was a harder golf course than this is going to be. But I think some of the similar attributes and you know some of the leaderboards you had there. I mean, obviously you had Brooks Koepka, you had Justin Johnson up there, but. I think what Reed was up there. You had like a Burger. You had a Fleetwood. Yeah. So yeah, like I, I think that's 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 kind of fair. Are you just looking at Whistling Straits? Yeah, so I think Whistling Straits. I mean, it's the exact same layout. It's Pete Dye. The only difference between Whistling Straits and here is the Whistling Straits have much bigger greens. What about 
um, people that are saying Pete Dye golf courses in general. I wouldn't really compare this to the Heritage or to the players. <laughs> maybe the you? maybe the Heritage, right? But not not TPC West. Well, not. why? It's a thousand yards shorter. Doesn't that make a difference? But it, it, I mean, kind of, right? But it's it's still about the angles and the penalties of when you miss, right? Yeah, that that's that's really the concept of it. It's positional golf. Yeah. So and and I think there's there's a lot of raised greens too. Yeah, you know, you know what you know what the golfers I was kind of thinking today that actually might play somebody like if I think that like if there's not going to be a whole lot of wind, but there's all these raised greens with some like fast low collection areas that you can't really run the ball up to, kind of seems like concession a little bit. Ooh. So like that that one was like you everything was all out in front of you. Yep. But there weren't any real opportunities to cut corners, so it kind of neutralized the bombers. Turn into just how you hit your irons, like the cabin, you get these like small targets on greens. And then there was a lot of missed greens that week. Like if you look at some yeah, of the scoring, like how like how yeah. guys scored, like there was a bigger dispersion between guys who scrambled really well and didn't. It was like one of the bigger disproport like proportions of like an average PJ tour event. Mm-hmm. So when you kind of look at that leaderboard, he had like, you know. Like Cam Smith, I think it was like 11th. You had Patrick Reed up there. Really ducked that shit into the fucking woods. Webb was top 10. Like Morikawa scrambled pretty well that week. Um, I think Scheffler scrambled pretty well that week. Yeah, can they putt? So a lot of those guys were putting with like three woods and like uh, and seven irons off the side. Can we do that here? Can I mean I some of the some of the greens are a little aggressive to do that, but that's not a bad play. What about uh, Pinehurst? Pinehurst, I think, is actually okay. Right. Um, I mean, that has turtleback greens. It has these waste areas. I, I don't mind that kind of, especially what they did with the renovation here to kind of restore a lot of the waste areas. Like, it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of, like, how at Pinehurst, if you go into a sandy area, you're not totally dead. But if you're behind, like, one of those, like, you know, doom, you know, plants, then, you know, you're screwed. So I, I don't mind Pinehurst either, actually. Okay. Good. All right. So then at least, at least I'm getting a, an idea of what you're trying to say. It's just saying you're talking about positional golf and almost 8,000 yards. It's like, well, how are you going to play positional but it's golf? Not, on it's not going to play. Golf? It's not going to play 8,000 yards, right? It's okay. not. No, it's, it's probably going to play closer to 75, 76. Okay. Well, that makes that means everybody's in play then. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think if, you know, I, I think the biggest thing that's going to dictate this is the wind. And if that allows for a little better scoring. So otherwise, I mean, if we get crappy wind conditions, you might see, I mean, while somebody, I mean, while Rory went supernova, like maybe scores are definitely, you know, contained to like single digits. But I, it doesn't look like the wind's going to come, at least as as it's. Man, we're so far out. Like, it's it's almost pointless to fucking look at it at this point. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll see on Wednesday. Yeah. Okay, boys. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> listen, that's that's very informative, though. It makes us think, and people are listening. And I mean, uh, other than the red wine divergent and uh, the Nagel's Bagel's uh, origin story, no, I feel like all, it's I'm all on over here. This is important. I need to yeah. know if yeah. half the field is dead or not. No, ah, no, no. Half the field is not dead, man. No, it it, 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 it definitely is not. Okay, it's definitely not. All right. Why don't we get to the ten thousand dollar range then? All and. Right. Uh, so we have Rory McIlroy at 11.5. You got Justin Thomas at 11.3. Dustin Johnson at 10.9. You got John Rahm at 10.500. You got Bryson at 10.2. And then Jordan Spieth at 10.1. So who's going to lead off here? I think we have a schedule for... All right, Boston yeah, Captain. Yeah, Gun to so, your head. 
Yeah, out of my head. So here's the deal. I wanted to do Spieth, right? I mean, you want to talk about somebody who's good around the greens. Like, the only thing that worries me is him off the box. I don't know, man. He's so fucking, he's like a magician, like, around the greens, right? And if this is going to be a scrambling tournament where lots of guys are going to be missing the greens and he's got to chip up to get it close or chip in, like, the problem is, is that fucking ownership, man, almost 22%. Like, I almost have to fade that on based on that, especially because some of the, the the cheaper guys are like kind of chalky too. So I think it really just depends on my lineup construction. Um, I think I, I'm definitely going to play Spieth, um, but I think my bigger stand will actually be on DJ. Okay. I think it's going to be on DJ, and it's kind of the same reason that we were talking about in the Slack channel, right? They're hanging the wrong number on him. No one's talking about him this week, which means everybody's going to say no one's talking about him, and he'll eventually get up in ownership, and I'll probably get off of him. But, I mean, this is a dude, I mean, whatever. His knee injury is bullshit. He was doing backflips off a fucking yacht with Paulina uh, a day later. Um, It seemed like, I mean, other than his putting, Everything seemed okay. I mean, T to green, T to green in his last in his last ten, he's getting five point two strokes gain total in his last ten. You know, five point six last five, eh, not so much, right? Two and a half for T to green, and shots gain total is almost negative, right? I mean, it's are, are those total eight. strokes gains or yeah. per round? Okay, yeah, so it's that's like that's like half a stroke per round T to green. Yeah, I mean, look, he looked okay at Heritage, right? I mean, came in thirteenth at Heritage, right? His his around the green game was bad. His pro, his irons looked bad there, and then his putting his, was really good at, at at Heritage. I know, and then and then his around the green kind of went. I don't know, man. I just feel like I don't know. Low on DJ. I've always been a DJ's guy. A DJ guy. Um, man, you gotta you gotta think that the miscut at the fucking Masters has got to be eaten at him, and this is his next shot at it. And he's low owned. This is this is just a leverage play, really. Like. I mean, I, I have no problem playing a low on DJ. You know what I mean? I'm going to take him over Rom, right? Rom, his putter is fucking broken. It makes me want to cry, uh, but it's broken. I'm not playing him. Bryson, I feel like, I don't know, man. I, I don't know what to do with that guy. Um, he needs his greens book. He needs to be able to figure out every single shot. And if there's any wind at all, um, I feel like it's going to fuck with him. He's not going to have the right number. Um Rory, I feel, I don't know, man. It, it, I, it's just too hard to build with him. And JT, I don't trust this putter at all. His putter is trash right now, like straight trash. He's putting worse than I am, which is almost impossible. So my two guys up here, uh, I'm going to take it out. I'm going to take two. Uh, uh, DJ and, uh, and Spieth. Okay. All right, Nagels, gun to your head. Picking one guy in this range. What are you going with? Um, well, since I have a gun to my head. And I have <laughs> yes, to pick, you do. I have to pick one of them. I'm... I haven't made my lineup yet. Uh, I I'm waiting. That's fine. This this is what this exercise is for. That we're on the entire but, field with you. So, well, that being that being said, um, I'm probably I probably already know though that I'm I may not I may not start my lineup up here. But Same. and I have to but I, I I have to be objective. And I think if I'm predicting what's going to happen in the next day or two, I think the play is John Rom, and that's really hard for me to say. Oh my God! Is he uh, on Rom and I'm not? I was on I was on him last week. Yeah, how'd that work out? It didn't work out great. Um, I do still, like your like like your cap, zip it. <laughs> much thank like you yourself, for putting him in his place. <laughs> much like yourself, I tend to be a week early. And if John Rom sucks now, and he's the guy that 
uh, you know, he's 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 sandwiched between DJ and Bryson, and his putter's broken, and he hasn't really been playing well. And what's going on with the baby now? And he did have that equipment change, and he hasn't won since last August. What's going on? This it seems like this is like this is the uh, one of those weeks where for once nobody's talking up John Rom as oh well he's the next guy that's going to win a major and he's we always knew that this was there and now he's on a coastal track and it's almost eight thousand yards and it's a beat die and positional golf and if it gets windy he can play in the wind and the gutsy gritty Spaniard and all that shit. That I have to listen to every week. <laughs> I just think he's got the most upside out of anybody there. If you okay. want to fade Spieth because he's high owned and DJ's jumping off boats and Bryson's a mental midget yeah. and you don't want to play Rory and JT because it's not going to be nice, soft, uh, non, it's not going to be nice, soft conditions for them. Like he's the only one left. And nobody, I don't know what his ownership is yet, but if it's too low, if he's not the guy that everybody's picking like they were last week or like they were at uh, uh, at uh, Quail Hollow, everyone's off him now. I hate to say it, but he might be the guy. And it pains me to say that. But I feel like, I feel like you're doing it on purpose. Just to, I'm just not. To I already burned him on one I, I know. I'm just fucking with you. So, actually, I have a question for you, though. So, uh, so we always talk about, like, good chalk, bad chalk on a weekly basis, right? So... If Spieth, if you feel Spieth is the right play at good chalk, right? Like good chalk differentiates somewhere else. Do you, even if you think he's the right play and if he's 20% ownership or higher, do you fade, do you just fade him ba- just based on ownership if you think he's the right play or will you stick with him and try to differentiate somewhere else? No, I'll, I'll play a guy who's a, a high owned guy in that range if, if it seems, if it seems right to me. It really depends. Like I played Matt Wallace. At, uh, a couple of weeks ago, when he was one of the high-owned guys in the seven thousand or eight thousand dollar range, uh, coming off Texas, I guess it was Quail Hollow, and but he was yeah. he was leading Quail Hollow for a little while. Yeah, I, he, was. I, he was right. Okay, that was the right week. Uh, so no, I'm not afraid to okay. play a guy at 20 percent ownership if I really think that's the guy. It really okay. depends. Yeah, no, that's I just I just want to see if you had like a like a, a hot and fast like stance on it, and that's why I just I just want to clarify. No, but if if, if Speed's going to be everybody's pick this week, whether his ownership is fifteen percent or twenty five percent, doesn't matter. I've heard enough idiots who don't know anything about golf say Jordan Speed's going to win this week. It's <laughs> well, no, he's not because those people are never right. So it's really it de- it really depends, and I'm not calling anybody an idiot who picks Speed this week. I'm just saying every week there's. Two or three of those guys that, oh, I'm so smart. I'm picking this one. And they think they're so smart, but everybody's doing that. And it spreads like wildfire. Yeah. And that's how Cameron Tringali becomes 21% <laughs> owned. Like that. And nobody knows anything. So, Well, and they, was your call, me an idiot, because I think Speed might win this week. He but. might win. I'm not saying he won't. I'm not calling you an idiot. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not, not going to. I don't know the ownership in the rest of the ten thousand dollars range. Right, so the, so the ownership pretty, is all on speed. So maybe Literally. I'll play Rory. I don't know. I have to look at it. I, Rory's I, the only one sub ten right now, but it's fucking Monday. Yes. yes so it, it we'll, is. We'll see. But yes, yeah, speaks. He's been playing great, and he's got the game. And apparently, distance isn't going to matter that much. So 
he's in the best form out of anybody up here. So why wouldn't you? It's just not that easy, in my opinion. No, it, it is. I mean, like, if you come from, from my angle with if I think that there's a lot of room off the tee that and he has been better. He's he's now positive in strokes getting off the tee. So that's been improved. If it's going to come down to how you get your irons, and how you scramble. I mean, that's speed right there. So mm-hmm. but I mean, for DFS, that 21 percent ownership, that's a lot of stomachs. But there's another guy who, you know, has not been as good off the tee. He's been struggling a little bit, but there's a lot of room for him out here, but he's been great with his irons and a good scrambler. And my hard rule is if there is any amount of wind, don't play JT. And sitting here today, that wind forecast does not look very scary. So if JT is going to be under 15%, and I'm looking at great iron player, one of the best scramblers in the field, and I've also just seen... Hideki Matsuyama be an awful putter and then go win the Masters. I've seen K.H. Lee lose 0.8 strokes putting per round and go out and put up 24 under at the Byron Nelson last week. Putting can turn around quick. I mean, J.C. was starting with a putter and then just had like a slightly above average week of the players and ended up winning. So, yeah, I mean, like, like the it's he's low owned because he's 11 three and everybody wants to go towards speed and load up on. There's a lot of appealing names in the nines. So people are leaving speed or JT off there. There's some other guys that are, there's a lot of guys in the 7,000 dollar range. I kind of like, and this is not a golf course that, you know, I mean, we saw in 2012, it's a pretty weird leaderboard. You may, might be able to start with JT and then just, you know, take a haircut, not, you know, you probably have to skip over a lot of guys in the nines and then go to the eights and the sevens and still maybe put up a competent lineup. But I think as, if, as long as the wind forecast holds and the wind does not look like a factor i mean jt signed me up like i i think i think you could do really good here i like it mm. yeah all right i don't i, I don't like it well <laughs> i'd love to play anybody except john rom believe me uh, listen i know i just <laughs> all ears the same reason the same reason that i'm so shaky on rom and i've been talking about it for weeks man like it, like i don't give a fuck what the data says like eyeball test watching somebody pot and i know it can turn around but at the same point man JT has been putting really, really poorly. Like, really poorly. He has. I, yeah. I, 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 I'm going to continue a little bit on John Rob. It's not just the putter that's broken. I know. The, uh, the, the irons are kind of broken. The scrambling's broken. And his mental fortitude is kind of broken. He was whiny oh, last week, st- too. You stop it. All right? No, this he, is, this no, he, no he, he was. He was like, why is the ball going this way? I, I can't believe it. Like, why is the club face because he's Because he's so good at what he does, he can't fucking believe the ball. I know, but you know what? Exactly the last time I really saw broke. this was 2017 Aaron Hills, and everybody was on him for that. And that was a wide golf course. It was firm and fast, too. And, Listen, I'm already like, on, and, and, and he had missed the cup by a mile. He broke a tee box as well. Listen, I've broken a tee box. Who hasn't? Okay. Well, you're also not making millions of dollars and, you know, playing professional golf. So uh, no, I'm not. But it'd no. be nice if I could be. I uh, hope you're right. I really do. <laughs> uh, is, is, so, like, everybody else, so, like, we haven't talked much about Rory. I mean, is it just because it, it's boring because he won a Quail Hollow and we just don't really want to play that? I'm not averse to it. I'm not no, averse to it. The only, the, only, the only thing I have about Rory is that there was a lot of rain when they played, when he won there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a little bit softer. Uh, you know, they had that, he had that bad, there was a bad wind day on Friday. The storm came in on Saturday. They finished on Sunday. He played a lot of holes on Sunday. It was really wet. And that's not going to be the case here. So 
just looking just from an element standpoint. But I again, I don't know how. I think it's funny that two weeks ago with Quail Hollow, he sucked and he, you know, his career was over, and now he's the top price guy. Yeah. Uh, after one week at yeah. Quail, so I'm not. I'm not. If maybe that hurts his ownership. The price, the, guy, price, I, what, the price is what hurts his ownership. It's tough. It's a tough build. Like if you want, like you, I mean, to go eleven five, and then even if you want to bring in the high nines, like I mean, now we're now we're all on the chalk down low. Like I don't know. Like it's a tough build with Roy. I feel like that's what's holding his ownership down more than anything. Okay. Okay. And then, like, how do you guys feel about Bryson? Do you guys? No, I'm out. You're out. Nagels, are you in or out on Bryson? Well, if the wind's not going to blow. Uh, Everybody's in play. I mean, you can't, you can't even. I mean, I was gonna think about, uh, you know, the 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 uh, win stacks or the the draw, AM, PM, and who was who was where, and if that's not gonna be a factor. I mean, so his, the wind is gonna be there on on Thursday, Friday. It, it looks what? like it's dying on the weekend. Can, can I can I interject here because sure. there has been a win narrative with Bryson, so. He won Bay Hill and it was windy that week. And he won yeah. Wingfoot and it was windy that week. Yeah. So, I mean, why why are we caring about? Oh, it's going to be windy. We don't like Bryson. Like that. That's not why I don't like it. I don't like him. I don't like him because I don't think he's going to fit for this golf course. Why? Like, why I, like kind of like kind of like what I said. Like yes, it's eight thousand eight thousand yards, but there are no shortcuts for him to take. Where the only penalty is just rough. Like it's a penalty shot. Like I've seen this movie before when he goes to this type of golf course with these raised greens, these low area collection areas, like where he can't just pop the ball out of rough and run the ball up to the green. Like I've seen this movie before out of Bryson. And like, like I don't think the him being able to hit it farther than everybody is going to be as big of an advantage. So that's why I don't like him this week. Yeah. And I'm fine with you. I'm I'm fine with that as well. Like I just, I just, I don't know, man. I, I just don't think, Honestly, I don't know, man. I just don't think he's got it. That's all. I just think the and the, the wind thing. I think that's just the uh, as far as calculations go. Right. It's change the directions and it hurts your game plan. And he just has to adjust on the fly. He's a mental midget, and maybe <laughs> I think that's what people are thinking. I'm not saying. I know. I, I just I, I don't agree with that because he won Bay Hill is windy. One wing foot is windy. Like that's say lobby. Bay Hill a whole bunch of times, and this isn't going to really play like Bay Hill, right? I know. I'm just saying. I've seen him with wind. It didn't affect him. So, okay. no, no. Listen, I, I think we're I think we're on the same page. I, I don't think either of us like Bryson. I just think the wind argument actually oh. helps Bryson. All right. Wind, All right. Wind. All right. All right. Let's let's move on. We're fucking forty fucking five minutes in, and we're not even into the fucking nine thousand dollar range. Okay. Let's uh, let's. I I can't even. I, I would do an ad read right now normally, but we're so fucking far in uh, that we're not even into anything good. I can't do it. We'll lose everybody. So let's just jump to the nine thousand dollar range. Let's go. Got to keep the lights on, boys. All right. <laughs> All right, Nagels, why don't you kick off with uh, your two favorites in this range? Xander Shoffley. <laughs> Shock. He's my favorite player. Is, um, your other fa- is your other favorite Xander, too? <laughs> no, that's funny. Um, <laughs> Good. Well, um, that's again, not looking at ownership, but knowing that everyone's going to uh, love Victor Hovland, I really don't have a problem going back to Hideki uh, at 9,400. He was pretty good to me at, at, the, uh, at the Masters. Great call, by the way. If you need a around the green game a little bit and it's target golf and Tadeki Matsuyama on a Pete Dye golf course, all that kind of fits. And if he's going to be low owned, I kind of like Hideki 
So maybe I'm just going to play my two favorite players. Uh, Xander, God, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope that this is the week. We'll see. Now, I'm probably not going to play Xander, and I'm probably not going to bet him just because I want, I, want the, I want that freedom. You know, I don't want to put my stink on him. Even though I have hit some winners, I still, I, I'm not, I just want to, I just don't want to put that extra weight on his shoulders. You're emotionally <laughs> invested at this point. Yeah. I really want to, it really would be great if he won, if he contended. <laughs> I can't take another tough loss. I can't take another, he can't close tweet or he's a choke artist. I I just, I just hope that it's, it's time. I'm doing everything I can to get him over the finish line. I'm not worried about the length. I'm not worried about the wind. I'm not worried about the greens. I'm not worried about a short game. It's just mentally getting over the, he's been in contention enough times. Now it's time to make that next step. And I hope, and I pray that this is the week that it happened. Okay. So, but, to be, but to be clear, yeah. you're not on him. I haven't made that decision yet. Okay. Okay. I don't know what ownership is yet. It's, it's, I mean, it's normal Xander, like 15 to 20. That's what happens. Yeah. I've... It's, it's one of the I'm higher not putting ones. you on the spot, dude. It's fucking Monday. You it's don't one have, of the higher ones in the $9,000 range. It is. Again, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, just, that's just the case. Because his record in majors is unbelievable. And for DraftKings, it's, it's just, it's smart. It's like a free space. Yeah. And, and all those not, majors he won is, is, is crazy. What? I said all what? those majors he's won is crazy. I mean, the record is right there. He's got like eight top just tens in majors, dude. Fuck Don't be stupid. Just fuck with you, man. <laughs> so I'm just saying. Uh, I'm not going to play Brooks. I don't mm. think he's healthy, although I'd love that. Kind of like Hideki in that range. I might, I might end up playing Hideki again because of the Hovland thing. People are talking about Reed, of course. Big, long golf course. You know, we heard all that before. So I'm going to look at it. But for the sake of this conversation, my two favorite plays of the nines are Xander and Hideki. Okay. Okay. All right. I'll give my two next. Uh, I, Nagels, I actually agree with you. I like Hideki this week, too. And listen, I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking for a couple angles. First of all, if I'm a value iron play and scrambling, I mean, there's no better guy. There's not many better guys than Hideki in this range. Um, there's a pass Palom angle, really good on that surface. Pete Dye, really good on that surface too. And he's right above Hoblin, who has 25% ownership. Yeah, I, I think Hideki can play well again this week. Uh, I've heard comps like to the 2017 Aaron Hills U.S. Open as far as the golf course setup. He finished second there. So, yeah, I, I can buy that. And then going right below Hovland, Webb Simpson. I'm surprised he doesn't have any ownership this week. He's under 8% uh, as of today. I know he burned a lot of people at TBC Sawgrass, but checks all the boxes, man. I mean, keeps the ball in play off the tee, good iron player, good scrambler, you know, low bogey rates, like all that, that stuff that I'm, I'm looking for. And I just, like, I, if it, I, I think... I, I just I, I really like him this week. I, I like how he's been playing, and I, I, the fact that what really sold me for DFS was he's just so low owned, apparently. So those are my two guys. And actually, you know what? I don't hate the Xander play. I thought long and hard about him. I can't pull the trigger at twenty to one to win, 
But maybe for some matchups and maybe a top 10 prop, I can buy it. I, I can see Xander bouncing back and doing well here this week. So I'm with you on that. Um, all right. Capper, who are your two? Yeah. So, uh, so Webb, uh, I love, right? Uh, he's actually, I doubled down on him this morning uh, as okay. far as like outrights. Um, like it, like that he's being sneaky. Um, less than 10% ownership. I love Hovland. Uh, the steam is fucking terrifying. Uh, but for DraftKings scoring alone, like even if he doesn't win, that's a guy who goes nine birdies and nine birdies and four bogeys and then an eagle and another couple pars. Like for DraftKings scoring, that's fine. Uh, I, I don't care. I don't care that he's that chalky. Uh, but I love I love Xander this week. I do. As far as DK scoring goes, um, he's a guy who's going to give you a good finish. You know he's not going to – you know he's not – he's not going to shit the bet on you, right? Like he's not a guy who is going to be even like a Morikawa, right, where all of a sudden putting's not going to show up and he misses the fucking cut, right? Xander's not going to do that to you for the most part, knock on wood, right? Like he, he's a good, solid play, good at DK scoring, shows up. And uh, short field events, which this basically is. Um, <laughs> I just did it to fuck with you, man. <laughs> the, um, however, I mean, look, look, it's it's seventy. What is it? it's seventy plus? It's seventy plus ties, right? We got we got PGA professionals in here, a bunch of randos from fucking He's overseas. Not worried about the cut. The cut is relevant. Listen, I, we're we're talking about DraftKings, right? We're trying to get six six through, right? Not five or six through, right? Right. So we want. Smirching is. I'm not just. I'm telling you that I like him. I'm telling you that I like him. You're being a jerk and you're wrong. All right. (laughs) I'm not being a jerk. I'm just laying out the facts, man. That's all. That's all I'm doing. The um, but I do like Xander this week. I really do. Uh, and that was just a dig at Jeff. Um, but yeah, no, I do like I do like Xander this week. I really do. I like Xander this week. Um, I was debating between him and Morikawa for an outright bet. And I ended up going with Xander, so I put Xander on an outright bet, which I wow. typically, yeah, which I never fucking do. I don't even have John Rahm as an outright bet, so I feel like this is like Bizarro World Week, and Holy I don't know shit. what's happening. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I bet on him. I bet you have on a bet on Xander, and I don't. Uh huh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Dude, listen. Uh, like I said, I got a bunch of new green sales guys, and uh, all they do is ask me questions all day. I got like forty-five minutes to myself today, and shit. all I, I do, have, is- I might have to put a FOMO bet down. Uh, you should. This is a great sign for my Xander fandom. That <laughs> hey, hey, Nagels, I, I got to Let's switch gears for a second. I, I got to ask you a question. So you have had a very good theory about Morikawa at Pete Dye right. Golf Courses that unfortunately got kind of obliterated a heritage. So yeah, is that still going to apply this week? I thought it was Nicholas Golf Courses. No, no, no he's good at Nicholas Court. He's times. not going to die courses. Right, right, he's won three right. times at Nicholas Courses. That's right. That's what I'm thinking of. Okay, okay. Um, so is that, yeah, so that going to hold this week? Just mentioned concession, Steve. Uh, who won that? Morikawa. <laughs> I mean, listen, I've said from the beginning it might be a cockamamie theory. And I've, I've always hedged. I'm not, I'm not saying Morikawa sucks on Pete Dye golf courses. I'm saying up until this point, he has. And it might be a thing. So can, can I make you feel better about that theory, by the way? I'm sorry? Not many people know... That while yes, Pete Dye designed Harbor Town, Jack Nicholas was a consultate did consultation on that. They collaborated on that golf course. So there's Jack Nicholas stink at Heritage too. <laughs> so technically you're still alive. Here. <laughs> All right. All right. Any thoughts on like I I I can't play Kepka again. I we had a discussion last night about where I compared him to Rocky Three. Uh I just 
I don't know. I, I don't. I don't like what I'm seeing ICAP lately. No, he's he's uh, concerned it, about it, he's it, concerned about his goddamn matchup with Portnoy yeah. playing he's left-handed. Injured. He's injured. He's trying to play through it. it he can't. No. He's injured. He can, can't squat and read putts. So why is he out fucking playing left-handed try, for a, for a charity match on fucking social media all goddamn because day against Portnoy? He could beat Dave Portnoy. That's There's fine, but he's still out playing on a bad fucking knee. If you have a bad knee, what are you doing? First of all, if you are doing that, you're a goddamn idiot because you're ruining your career. What happens when you twist it the wrong way playing lefty? Now you got to go have another knee surgery. Now you're out for another year. It's fucking asinine. If he is really fucking injured, the fact that he's even out there playing. Think about this. If that's your quarterback for you, the New York Giants. And he's injured and he's out fucking playing golf. How fucking upset are you? How fucking mad are you that asshole is out there playing golf on a bad fucking knee? I mean, probably not because Daniel Jones, we want him out of there. Yeah, I find, a way, to blame, I find I mean. a way to blame Gettleman for that. You know what I mean, though. Like, I don't know what you mean. You know, it's for charity. And I don't know. It, but that's not the reason. The guy, if he's hurt, he can beat Portnoy. And hurt and injured are two different things. Hurt and injured are two different things. Are you hurt? or are you? going to beat Dustin Johnson yeah. the week, a week later. Yeah, it's just—it's two entirely different things. But if he is injured, like you said, it makes me irritated as a Brooks backer, like who's somebody who I think I already have him outright from fucking God knows how long ago, right? Like why, like and somebody who enjoys watching him play, why are you out there dicking around for social media likes? Like what are you doing? Like dude, if your knee is that bad, like go get it cleaned up, come back and fucking play. What if he was playing a practice round at this golf course instead of playing left-handed with Portnoy? What's the fucking difference? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I, I honestly, I, I don't have an answer for that. But the point is, is like if you're injured, you're not out on social media playing that shit. So he's not injured. I th- he's I think he's that, doing I, the broad thing where, uh, oh, I, this is. And I know Steve hates when I say it, but like he goes up for a shot and, and somebody like slaps LeBron's hand and he goes shaking it, shaking at the line when he misses a shot or something like that. He's one of those guys. Like I know the cameras, I'm going to shake my hand because I missed the shot. He's turning. He's turning into one of those. Guys. That's fine. You could think Brooks is being a prima donna. Okay, and yeah, did he lose his eye of the tiger, your Rocky Three thing? I heard all of it. I understand. But we just saw him try to play, and he can't bend down to read a putt. He's not faking that in a, in a, a real event to prepare for this week. And he's going to give it a go, and he's going to try, but it's not going to be good enough because he's not healthy. It has nothing to do with Dave Portnoy, in my opinion. Listen, it, I didn't say it had anything to do with Dave Portnoy. I'm saying if you were really injured, you're not out there dicking around playing fucking lefty. All right, we 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 need we need to move on. Any, any final thoughts about like Cantley or anything? Fuck like Cantley, I, happy I, I fucking hate. I him. think he might. I'm just gonna close with this. I think he might be a sneaky play, but I am terrified to play him because he's been so god awful since he had that withdrawal concession that we don't really know why. Yeah, the serial killer tongue and the happy feet are enough to fucking make me stay away from him. All right, all right let's, let's 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 move right. on. To the Before we move to the eight thousand dollar range and uh, an hour in, let's get our first uh, let's get our first mid roll in. How's that? Uh, win bet is bringing you the action of real sports betting with the Win Las Vegas experience. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports games. Generous promo. Promos, odds, and parlays are happening right now at WinDebt. Get started today, and you'll receive a special offer up to a $500 risk-free bet. Terms and conditions do apply, so go get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. And listen, while we're at it, look, no one's perfect. Even the best baseball players strike out with the bases loaded, the best golfers, sometimes three-putt with a tournament on the line. So if you feel like you're coming up short in the bedroom sometimes, 
it's okay. Uh, but if it's bothering you, there are options. So go to GetRoman.com slash SGP now. Uh, with Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash SGP and complete the online visit. So take care of your home or take care of your ED without leaving your home. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. So go to GetRoman.com slash SGP now to get $15 off your first month. Look, there's a straightforward way to take care of your ED. GetRoman.com slash SGP. Get started now to save $15 off your first month of treatment. All right. All right. $8,000 range. Capper. Pick three of your favorites. Let's go. All right. So, Hatton, just because I don't like three guys at this range. I really don't. All right. Like, then pick two, pick two or one, then. I like Usti. I like Usti. I wanted Cam Smith, but I don't know. Usti definitely, just because he's lower priced, and that's how my builds are going. Um Man, I like Burger, but he's chalky. So I guess I do like three people. Usti, Burger, and and Smith. That's who I like. Okay. Any reason behind it or just you just like the guys? Or? No, so Usti's been playing really well. Like, whatever. He always typically shows up at big events. Um, Burger's been playing great. Uh, fits the fits this type of course. Uh, DraftKings scoring. Uh, he's always up there. He always out, out, you know, places his finish, right? Unless he wins. Uh, you know, even if he comes in 10th, he could be like 5th in scoring. Um, and Cam Smith's just playing so goddamn good, man. Um yeah, uh, and that's another guy who just scores, right? Like, a, like he'll have a birdie, or, or like he'll have a bogey, but then he'll come back with back-to-back birdies, right? So it's all about DK scoring um, when it comes to me on this. And I feel like he's good around the green. I feel like his, I feel like he's around the green has really, really improved um, over the last, I don't know, fuck, I guess probably six months at this point. Okay, all right, Nagels, pick three guys in this range you uh, you really like. Uh, okay, uh, I'm gonna check ownership. I think. Uh, Tony Finau, I'm not afraid to go back to him after he hurt me at the uh, at Quail Hollow. I don't know. I don't know how popular he is in terms of not bad. sub ten. What do you mean sub ten? Ten percent. Okay. Well, that's that's playable for me. Uh, yeah, he's you know he's uh, he's long enough. He's good around the green. Might have to worry about his putting, of course, but he was he was in the he was. <laughs> Equel Hollow, oh, that miscut could be, might come across as deceiving because he was, it was there for him, and he missed an eagle putt, and then he missed a birdie putt, and then he hit one into the water. So he was there. <laughs> um, so we did Tony Finau things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But I'll, I'll I'll see his ownership on that. I do uh, I do kind of like Hatton a little bit, maybe, maybe. You know, everyone. I, I wanted. I'm, I'm curious to see how the uh, the narrative of these euros that all finished in the top ten when they were here nine years ago. If people are going to play euros again just for that reason, uh, I don't know if that's why people like Hatton, but I like Fleetwood, Capper, and. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be playing Tommy Fleetwood this week. Uh, I think about Shinnecock, and I think about uh, Aaron Hills, and I think about uh, Portrush. 
I think that Tommy Fleetwood is definitely going to be in play. He's been a little bit better. I think he was 14th at Quail Hollow, if I heard that right. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it's going to set up for him. So Fleetwood's my favorite. Probably Finau. And you know maybe Hatton, maybe Rose. But right. we'll, right. we'll definitely not Burger. All right, so uh, so who do we want to make the uh, the charity bet with uh, fucking Fleetwood? I'll let you pick. I don't give a shit what play you pick. It, it has to be within like a thousand dollar range. A thousand. Of what? Oh my god! Are you kidding me? Yeah, I will make. A, I will make. <laughs> I will make. I will make any bet against Fleetwood between ninety two and seventy two hundred. You pick the player. All right, I'll get back to you on that. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll discuss it. Seven thousand dollar range then. Unbelievable. Fucking Fleetwood. After all the times, like I mean, he like I just don't get it. I really don't fucking get it. I love Tommy Fleetwood. Can I can I tell you why you might want to get Fleetwood this week? I'm not, not fucking playing Fleetwood. This his week. problems you tell the people. His problems the last fifty rounds been off the tee. The iron's been fine. The scrambling's been fine. That's why maybe you want to play for Tommy Fleetwood, especially at the low ownership. Yeah, okay. sure. sure. Um. Nails, I'm glad you took Fleetwood because I was too scared to bring up Fleetwood because I didn't want to be awesome <laughs> my, uh, my co-host. So, uh, but yeah, I, I I endorse that play too. Um, I I so want, like, up. We, we we talked about the heritage being close and uh, like even, even TPC TPC. I know it's a weird course. Missed the cut there. Missed the cut at Heritage. Uh, what else were we talking about? Like the Wyndham. That's that's. Well, I guess that's not really one. But uh, Wyndham uh, is nothing to do with this. Yeah, no, nothing. Yeah, yeah, no, no. So give me another one. Let's see how we did there. Like fucking trash. Like unbelievable with fucking goddamn Tommy Fleetwood. You guys. Record in major championships, man. He's what good. Let's see. U.S. Open missed cut. Last one. Is that good? It's it been miss- tough times, but it was tough times for Hideki, too. And then he won. He's a wing foot. Fuck Fleetwood. <laughs> All right. Why don't we go to my, the guys I'm playing? Like, I, I want, like, Hatton, the so around the green number around, like, lately scares me for him. Like, he's been really good tee to green, but it just has not clicked since basically the Middle East swing. Ever since he came over here, it just hasn't been good. Um... I mean, like, some guys come off COVID and they're okay. Some guys, they're not. So, I don't know. So, I think I'm probably just going to – what's he rocking? Like, double-digit ownership right now? Have I it. have an outright on him I, from, like, long yeah, ago. Me, me I, you both after he won the fucking the Saudi. Yeah, I have an outright on him from long ago. It's only, only 8%. Yeah, all right. That's probably going to be my only play of the week. It's just – I already have that. That's it. I don't like what I'm really seeing I've had in the last three months. Um, you know, I mean, I mean, I, Cam Smith, I thought it was going to be a lot more popular than what it is. It's, Me I mean, it's what low teens, but everybody, it just seems like everybody's just going right to burger here. And then Smith is like low teens. And I mean, there's a lot of things about Smith. I like this week, uh, again, kind of like Fleetwood, like the problems with him are kind of off the tee, but there's a lot of room to operate. So as long as he just keeps the ball in play, the irons plays is really good. The scrambling is really good too. So I like him. I, I, I Nagos, I'm with you. I have Finau, too. I, I mean, I think there's going to be a little bit of a bounce back with um, from Quell. I mean, there's been the past palm narrative with him, but he's a really good iron player, good scrambler, too. That, I mean, that's that's why I like him this week uh, for that. And then I'm going to trust my read of Matthew Fitzpatrick. I did not like him at Byron Nelson. I thought the golf course was going to be way too easy and just wasn't going to show well. I thought that, you know, Kiowa was going to be more of a better fit for him. So I'm going to trust my read on him and then go back to him. And the ownership is not crazy on him either. So it, it just seems like it's all on Berger in this range. Like that, That's all you've been really hearing this week. Um, and I think I'm going to fade that. I know you really like him. 
Yeah, I got an out. I got an outright on him. I'm going to fade him in DFS. So, so my problem with Berger is the ball striking numbers are really good, really off the charts. But guys miss greens here at a higher than like at a higher rate than normal. His scrambling numbers are actually not very good. He's actually in the negative on that. So I've seen Berger too, like kind of like screw people. Like they kind of lull him into this. And then when he gets to like a topper golfers, like, I mean, the Masters, like he missed the cut there, right? Didn't he miss the cut at Sawgrass too? Like he was all set up on that. So if if he's going to be what twenty percent, and he's getting all this like outright steam as well, I'm probably going to pass. And then I mean, I want if I was somebody who was not burned continuously over and over by Sung J M, <laughs> I would tell you that it's not all that bad. That he kind of got screwed in the wind at Quail Hollow. Uh, you know, he was on the bad draw there. He got off to a good start. But I've also seen this bullshit movie play out with Sungjae over and over where, oh, Same. he got to Same a really shit. good start. Yep. Oh, he hits in the water five times around and then double bogeys three times and he's just out of it. So yep. I can't do it again. The iron numbers are crappy. His scrambling has been a little better lately, but it's over the, the last 50. It's been bad. And just I, I just I, I can't go down. <laughs> I can't ride that roller coaster again with him. So I'm yeah, off him. Yeah. Right. Listen, anybody, anybody else you guys are fading in this ring? Like, uh, we didn't mention Will's Al Torres at all. Or Scotty. Oh, Scotty, yeah. We didn't mention Scotty at all either. Yeah, I mean, look, it, look, it is what it is, right? Like, it just comes down to your builds, right? So, I mean, it's not like Will Z is, like, chalky or, on, I mean, he's over 10. Like, and everybody in this range, other than Sanjay um, and Fleetwood, for good reason, uh, is low-owned. Justin Rose, because nobody knows what the fuck to do with him. Um that's a good call on Fitzpatrick, Steve. I like that. That's yeah, I don't. Right, that we'll could be good. I don't know. I don't. I don't like Fitzy that much this week. He's I'd rather. And he he pops up when you don't expect him to. I know. I would rather. I would. I, I would rather save a thousand dollars and go down and fucking just play Wallace, the bigger, stronger version of Fitzpatrick. Okay, I don't hate that either. So, I mean, I think that's a good transition. while we go down to the uh, the seven thousand hour range? So, okay. uh, am I going to kick it off here? I okay. guess. Yeah, I think I I I believe I am. Yes, I am. You wrote the show sheet, sir. I did. I did. I keep you guys uh, in line so you don't just argue about John Rahm and Xander Shoffley and, you know, Brooks being prima donna for half an hour or so. All right. So as far as, I mean, there is a lot of chalk down here. There is a lot of popular plays. I mean, Nails, I'll just, I'll spell it out for you. There are under $8,000, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, Eight, nine, ten guys per fantasy national that are pulling double digit ownership. Some of them are going to hit. Okay. So like 15 to 20 in there? They're, yeah, they're like, yeah, 10, about 10 to 20%. Uh, the guys over 15 are answer at 18. You got Casey at 17, Connors at 18, you got Keegan at 18. And then, and then you got a bunch of guys at like 13 and 12. So pretty okay. significant. That doesn't bother me. All right. So, so the question is, some of these guys are going to hit. And I'm going to stick to my formula. Guys who keep it in play, guys have been pretty good at irons, and guys have been scrambling pretty well. And there's three guys that pop up that check all those boxes. So you got, I know you call them soft, but Abe Answer kind of checks those boxes. Like... 
He's just kind of a poofer and put it on the fairway, knock it close to the green, then get up and down for par. I don't understand it. <laughs> I don't. I don't understand I'll, how he. I don't understand how he makes it work either. But he's making it work lately. You can't deny that. I mean, the, how, how the hell? Quill, how is it work how, I'm with you. I'm with. I'm with you on this one, Jeff. I'm with you on this so one. So how do you make it work at Quell Hall? I'm, I have no idea, but he did. Yeah. So I don't mind that. I mean, Paul Casey, just steady and reliable. Lots of greens. Keeps in play. Decent scrambler. Okay. And then your boy Keegan, yeah. uh, Capper. Same thing. I mean, he's been playing great. Tee to green. There's, I, I don't think, there's not many guys better tee to green than him. No, there's and, not. And the putting has been a little better lately for him. A, a so. little better, which makes it still bad, which is what's terrifying, right? Like his his it's, he's PGA Tour average. He's he's about neutral to the field. I mean, you you it's tell like me that you, you tell me that when I have my outright ticket on him and he's missing fucking three goddamn foot putts against Sam Burns. So you tell me uh, it's average. When yeah, you know Keegan, right, Capper? You huh? know he's screwed, right? I know. I know. You know still, that? You know that? Or I'm still, I'm still batting him. I'm still playing him, dude. His form is fucking good. He's a great iron player. He can scramble. Like he's fine. Like he's going to be fine. And, and listen, not talking, not talking outrights and shit like that. Talking about the price for DraftKings. You're telling me that that's a fair price for somebody who is in the form that he's in right now, with how he's been striking his irons. You like ball striking bastards, right? Dude. So, so he's a ball striking bastard. Am I wrong? I like five percent ball striking bastards. Okay. <laughs> yeah. can, I, can I can I continue what I was? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. That's a, that's okay. <laughs> What I really want to touch on, there are a lot of guys under like 6% that I really like in this range. So starting right at the top, Shane Lowry, Burmee, Quail Hollow, I'm going to go to him again. I still believe, I mean, the numbers still look good on him. Like, I think he was what, he was pretty good, I think, on Thursday, barely made the cut on Friday, and then the, the weekend kind of got away from him. But good scrambler, like it's wide open, good iron player still. I still like that. Everyone hates surgery now because of what happened last week at Byron Nelson. Like that El was a pretty fascinating, yeah, bad putting performance. Hell boat. I know, but because of that mentality, I think I'm going to go back a little bit at five percent Sergio. Yeah, just I mean everything. I he checks all the boxes I'm looking for for attributes this week. Um, Nagels, that was a good call. I think. What did you have Harris English last week? Yeah, yeah, that was a good call. Thanks. The ball striking is starting to turn back around again, and he's not popular still. People, I don't think anyone is on that scent. If Harris English really is back, he keeps the ball in play, he hits a lot of greens, he's a good scrambler, he does make a lot of bogeys. I like that. And then no one's on Chris Kirk again, and it's kind of the same thing. Like I think everybody got mad at him because he missed the cut at the Valspar, but before that, he was still really good. Um, again, keeps the ball in play. Not the longest player, but good iron player, good scrambler, does make a lot of bogeys. He's only $7,000, and I think his ownership is like half a Tringales, who's basically the same player. So, there, there's, I mean, there's a couple other guys, but I'll let you guys start talking now. Uh, but yeah, I mean, as far as like, you know, you can get good ball strikers for pretty cheap down here that fit a lot of the attributes I'm looking for. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I like, uh, I like the English at that low ownership. Do you really think he's going to stay that low owned though? Once the week kind of moves on, I think so. What do you think about Homa? Homa, somebody I'm going back and forth between. I don't like him. He's super low owned. 
So if you look at his record on Pete Dye and Pass Palm, it's one yeah, it's of not the great, worst. Bob. It's one of the worst in the yeah, field. It's, yeah, it's not bad. It's not great. Like, I mean, he's he kind of sprays it a lot off the tee. He doesn't hit a lot of greens. His scrambling's pretty bad. Like, it's it's not what I'm really looking for in a player this week. Yeah, I'm with you. So I'm I'm with you on Lowry. I'm, I'm off answer just because he's chalky as shit. Okay. Um, and I don't know how he does it. So if I don't know how you do it and you're chalky, then fuck it. Like I'm I'm just off, right? It, it, it's it's not even it's not even saying that's a bad play. It's just that I don't understand it, so I'm not gonna play it. Um, so I like Lowry. Um, I don't mind the going back to Sergio call. Um, I don't know, whatever. And uh, why is Sam Burns not chalky this week? Why is Sam Burns sub ten percent ownership? I mean, maybe. Maybe there's a letdown from the finish second. I don't know. I mean, maybe. maybe maybe because the narrative now that bombers don't have as big of an advantage. Yeah, but he's been um, great, dude. You see how you see how touchy he had around the greens this weekend. Well, all right. So let's put ourselves in the mentality of the fantasy national player too. Like we're t- like a lot of the talk is about like how you got to be good around the greens, and he's one of the worst in this range. That's yeah, that's his kryptonite. So yeah, we're gonna take he, we're gonna take away the fact he's a bomber. And he's not a good scrambler. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Not a lot of birdies to be had on this golf course. Got to save par. It's yeah, that that has to count for something. No, absolutely, no, no. It definitely does, right? I mean, it, it absolutely does. Like bogey avoidance, that that, that definitely counts. Uh, yeah, pedigree's fine. So I love Keegan. Um, I don't care. I, yeah, listen, man, I don't care how bad he is. I don't care. I don't care fine, how tough he is. <laughs> I do love Keegan. I mean, look, man. I mean, dude, these guys been playing his fucking balls off. He he's. And look, once again, I'm not talking about putting a fucking mortgage payment on to win the goddamn tournament, right? I want DraftKings scoring points. Like, when the fuck was the last time you missed a cut? The Amex? And you know what I mean? In January, 29th at the Players, 18th at the Wells, second I at Bounce Ball. Found our head to head. Say again? I think we found our head to head. Oh, easy. All day. Let's go. All day. <laughs> All fucking day. We got yeah. it. This this got to be a big charity. This, this can't be 50 bucks. This got to be like five. Let's do a hundo. Let's do a hundo. We'll do a hundo. You down for a hundo? Let's do 50. I'm ah, gonna, fuck you. Let's do 100. I've been Come taking on. a bath for the past month. <laughs> All right, fine. We'll do, how about this? I'll, if I lose, I'll do 100. If you lose, you can do 50. And we'll let you, we'll let you settle that morally. How's that? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hold, hold on. How, how, about, how, about, how about this? Capper, it's 100 for you. Yeah. 50 for, for you. For Nagels, it's 50 and a public apology on your show. Oh, I like it. I like it. <laughs> fuck yeah. I want it. All day. Let's go. That's fair. All okay. right. <laughs> all right. So that's fair. Um, <laughs> all right. So for the rest of it. So here's the deal. Like, I love Siwoo. I don't know why he's 13% owned other than he does really well at, at, at peak die. I already got an outright on him at 80 to 1. So I might have to avoid him a little bit here and just take the step down to fucking Matt Jones, man. If the wind is going to be there Thursday, Friday, you got to get through the wind to make the cut on Thursday, Friday. I don't give a shit what it does. Um, we had a first round leader and an outright with him, and he's two and a half percent owned. I'll take him over uh, a higher owned Tringale, uh, Coke Rack. Like, give me him. It, Kucher, like, no, uh, I'll take. So those are my guys. I'll do. It's, it's always my same fucking guys. Uh, <laughs> Matt Jones, Siwoo, Keegan. I like Wallace. I, I hope somebody talks a little bit more about Wallace. Um, yeah, what's his ownership at? So it's it's like thirteen. Yeah, so it's not like super, it's not terrible. And like he's a, he he is a, he is always like my favorite first round leader bat. Like he is automatic. Whenever I'm playing the tournament, he is my first click because he's always hanging around that first round. And as long as he makes it through the weekend, man, at that price, he's gonna get you some scoring through the weekend. So I, I like Walls. All right. Well, yeah. If he's sub fifteen, then he's probably gonna be in uh, in my lineup. Okay. For- can I th- can I say one thing about Matt Wallace? 
Sure. So listen, like statistically, I really like him. Like great T degree, good iron player, good scrambling numbers. The results on past columns, specifically those Middle East ones that are where like a lot of the bigger European players play, has not been good. Okay. And the P and the P die track record also not very good either. Yeah. So, but I mean, the key was a different animal. He could overcome it. So, but if, if you're looking for, if, if you're looking for a reason, maybe get off that Wallace. That might be the reason. I swallowed my nicotine gum. That does oh, not, it does not that. taste good. Okay. Hey, Steve, um, isn't uh, I always get confused between Dubai and Abu Dhabi. Mm-hmm. Isn't one of those golf courses out there? Uh, past pound greens and didn't Tommy Fleetwood win one or twice once or yeah, twice? Yeah, so it's so it's Abu Dhabi. So Fleetwood won twice. You had uh, Low- Lowry won there. Lowry won the year he won the Open. Uh, you had Ricky won there. Um, I don't think Rory's won there before, but he always plays good there. Uh, Terrell Hatton won this year there. Uh, and then um, the Saudi course too. That's also what's the golf. what's what the Abu Dhabi like, Abu Dhabi Golf Club tournament. Uh, Abu Dhabi Championship. It's played in like January. It's one Hatton won this year. Okay. Hatton and then, and then uh, the Saudi International is also past Palum. I'm sorry. And, I'm, like, I'm sorry. Like, the, the, what's it called, Steve? What's it called? The, oh, the Bonesaw Classic. My apologies. That yeah. a boy. Uh, All right. So, so yeah, DJ won right. that twice. Finale did well there. So yeah. Okay. Um, All right. So Nag- Nagels, pick a couple of players you like here. I mean, there's lots of likes, and we definitely went more than three. So and yeah. we're like an hour and a half. Take, I'm going to take a look at Adam Scott. It's gonna be the longest. Well, I haven't even heard his name once, uh, so far. He hasn't really been playing. He hasn't played well, but he still has Adam Scott. And if I'm looking at like Open Championships and wind and ball striking and pedigree, you know, if Adam Scott shows up in the top ten, I don't think anybody's gonna be surprised. So I might take a look at him. He's a handsome low, low, low ownership too. That's what I'm saying. Like my boy, my boy Tommy's wife loves her some fucking Adam Scott. He's a handsome man. He's a <laughs> handsome man. Uh, I did like Larry. You said he's sub six percent or something. Like yeah, that? yeah, dude. So that's he's, good. He's sneaky. Right. I like it. I like that too. Uh, Wallace. Plus, he's, plus think, he's a good Irishman. Good Irishman. I might think about Lee Westwood. Um, believe it or not. The reason, one of the reasons why is because of the uh, around the green shaved areas where you can putt instead of chip. I think it actually might play to Lee Westwood's advantage. Okay. Uh, it's I'm going to look at him. I'm going to look at him. I know he's not going to be high owned. And, I mean, everybody was crowning Westy in that Florida swing. Wasn't That wasn't too long ago where he was second at the players and second at Bay Hill. And... I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. So, yeah. Westy, Adam Scott, Shane Lowry, Matt Wallace. Going to do a little digging around there. I will not play Cameron Tringali. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, anybody talking about Emiliano Grillo at all? Um, yeah, so he's, he's got, he's got over moderate. 10. I'm sorry, Cabri, you go ahead. I was just saying, he's, he's, he's 11, 11 and a half, right? So, people are playing him. Uh, yeah, but, but he's not the he's not He's like the seventh most popular guy in the seven thousands, right? More or less. Yeah, that's probably fair. That's probably yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, and look, and, and his knock is always the motherfucker can't putt, right? And and like Steve said, it's it's going to be much slower yeah, on the stage. Best performances are on these coastal tracks, yeah. not a major. It's different. So he's actually like Puerto Rico. So he's actually been putting better lately. It's been the around the green game that's kind of been bad. I mean, I I I, I think Grio's fine. I mean, he's got 
decent record at pass pollen courses too. So, and he keeps the ball in play, hits a lot of greens. The the oh, scrambling, <laughs> the round the green number kind of has not been good. That kind of scares me a little bit. So, all right. Uh, it, I, no, I, I don't hate the play though. I mean, it's, it's not at. awful. There's worse. Go look at. Go look yeah. at. Okay. We'll Is there anybody else in this range that you just like big fade? Keegan. <laughs> all right. Besides, all right, Keegan. Okay. <laughs> Douche. All right. I, 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 I have two phase. One's popular and one is probably going to be talked into popularity. Um, I'm, I'm worried about Corey Connors a little bit. And like, I, I'm worried about how, because it is, it's difficult to approach shots into greens and you're going to miss your fair share of greens here. And he is such a liability around the greens. And the putter has kind of gone to a little bit. You know, he was putting really well on the overseated golf courses like that's where he was kind of making his hey this is past palm now i mean it is it's fairly similar uh so maybe he can kind of rebound a little bit but the putting numbers kind of went once back to bermuda i don't know i mean the the, the putting has been good after his little hot streak it's it's the scrambling number though that i don't like and he has like 18 percent ownership i don't know his record on past palm was also not been very good the pete die track record like i think sawgrass what he did and this year was pretty good but other than that there's not much to speak of I'm not really a big fan of him. And then I we talked about Garrett Kago. I um I'm hoping I, I didn't really love the matchup I saw out there today for him. I'm hoping for maybe some better options, but I think he's gonna be talked into, as you put it, like Nagel's the Nancy accountant pick. Like, oh, this have you heard of this Garrett Kago guy? Oh, one twice in the Canary Islands. You know, he's the next big thing. And I mean, I just I, I look at this guy and it's all putting. The scrambling's awful. The irons are bad over there. I, and even like when he played the Middle East swing on the past Palm golf courses, he was terrible. So okay. uh, I'm going to be off him. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but- hey, Steve. Kiko's not even on my, he's not even on my radar. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even consider a guy like that. Uh, maybe maybe I'm in my own to- echo chamber on this. Yeah, You are. You are. No, with Connors, it's like uh, I didn't play him at Wingfoot for the same reason, where it, I just like his around the green game is such an abomination. But then for the, using that same my same reasoning, I didn't play him at the Masters, and he was obviously pretty good there. So you never know. Uh, he's a he's he's a good ball striker, yeah. But good ownership fade around the green game fade. Yeah, I I I can get behind that. Yeah. I wouldn't consider Hiccup. All right, sorry, Capper. I didn't cut you off. No, no, no. You're not cutting anything off, man. I was just, uh, I was just chiming in as well. I, 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 that's fine. Uh, so, listen, before before we uh, before we jump into the six K range, uh, if you haven't played on Underdog Fantasy, you have to come check it out. They have some of the best fantasy best ball tournaments around, including their Best Ball Mania Two tournament, where you can win a million dollars. So, plus you get to play a number of games, including uh, parlaying player props for the MLB, NBA, and more. They also have a special NBA playoffs best ball tournament coming up as well. So go to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN. And don't forget to enter their Best Ball Mania 2 tournament for your chance to win a million bucks. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. And listen, if you're a shot better, you listen to us, so you got to be, right? Uh, you need to sign up with Odds Jam. Odds Jam does your line shopping for you, finding the best prices on all bets, including player props. Odds Jam provides arbitrage opportunities where you can bet both sides of the line at two different shops and guarantee a profit. Odds Jam also tails itself to whatever back betting market you're currently in. Dominate the marketplace with Odds Jam. Sign up at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Odds Jam. That's in use promo code SGP. 
for 5% off. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Ozjam promo code SGP for 5% off. All right. There we go. All right. Dumps the dive in time. Who's starting off with this shit? I'm going to start. When I, uh, when I made, I, I'm not a big like uh, make and model type of guy, but I put something together a couple of weeks ago for Quail Hollow. I, okay. I don't know if I've done this before, where I wanted somebody that was top 50 and around the ring game and somebody that was top 70 in driving distance. And that was, it only spit out about six, 17 players. Most of, the, most of them were elite and above 8,000, but there were a couple of guys that surprised me. And based on ownership, some of them are in this seven thousand, uh, the six thousand dollar range, and I think they might actually be in play this week. But okay. I don't. Again, I think you guys. When you have me on, I need to be on from the beginning because I don't know what we were talking about before. And <laughs> Bro, I, to know I told you what. Ahead of time. Fine, fine, fine. Next page, we'll have you on from the beginning. We literally say, "Hey, it's me, Boston Capper, and the God of Golf himself, Steve Shermer. Hey, Steve, are you ready? Yes. No, but you guys Here's always go over your ch- the chalk in each range before you. That's fine. All right, fine. We'll bring you up for the chalk. All right, Nagels, let's put it this way. There's not really any chalk under seven. Like, no one's double digit. I think the highest one is, like, Ryan Palmer at, like, eight. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. All right. So, uh, one of the guys I might go back to was Carlos Ortiz because he was long enough off the tee and has a good around the green game. But we'll see. I think he played well in Mayakoba as well, if you want to play that past pound game. So I'm going to take a look at that. One of the guys that was on that list was Charles Schwartzel. And I didn't play him, but I thought he was playable. And oh, yeah. I, I, uh, I don't know when it was. I don't know if it was before the team event or after the team event when he finished second. Uh, my dad wanted to take Charles as one and done, and I talked him off of it. I said, you can't take Charles Schwartzel as your one and done pick. Like <laughs> You had all these guys available. You're taking Charles Schwartzel. And I think you had to take a Scheffler instead. And then Charles was in the top ten before he fell back down. It was a whole thing. So I was worried about Charles. But he's long enough off the tee, and his around the ring game is good. And if his ownership is right, he could be a play. And the third guy that I would uh, take a look at is uh, somebody who I never play. But, hell, if I'm thinking about Roster and John Rahm, I might as well go full heel, and maybe I'll play Harold Varner III, who's a, uh, <laughs> who's a Carolina guy. Yeah, South Carolina guy, yeah. And, uh, but he was on that list. Of, he was in the, he was, he's long enough off the tee, and his around the green game was good enough. And let's see what his ownership is. Now, if he's a Harold Varner playing in Carolina, he's my favorite play in the sevens. If everybody's talking him up because he's a nice guy, and does like, a lot of charity work. He's like he's like three percent, bro. Okay, so nobody's talking about him. He mm. might be playable. Yeah, so we'll see. You know who's not playable? Plus, Toot he was he was, the fucking he was in the best page, by the way, going into Sunday. Hate two. I hate. Yeah, two. and then he uh, hit a shank uh, that went. Yeah, he one. shot eighty-one, but he was he was there. I know. So yeah, it's 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 something. Okay. I never play Harold Varner. This would be the first time in my life. But right. that's what I'm looking at. I had a picture of guys. All right, Capper, do you want me to go? Or you, uh, do you want to go? Yeah, that's fine. I just watched fucking Tuka give up a fucking... All right, you, you, you go drown no, your sorrow. No, no, no. I'm going to fucking... I'm going to go. Because fuck it. Like, whatever. The Bruins don't want to fucking win a goddamn game. Um, all right, so in the 6K range... Uh, I mean, we kind of talked about this a little bit, right? Like, sink. Like... I mean, if short knockers are on the board, dudes won twice. I just feel like the price is wrong. 
I don't necessarily know if I want to play him, but the fact that he's around Cam Davis and Victor Perez, and the guy has won twice on tour this year at 6,900, I feel like I just have to play him based on the wrong price. So I'm okay with playing him here. He's 7% ownership. It's definitely chalky for fucking 6K. I don't know if I'll actually do it, but the price is wrong. Uh, can, I, can I interrupt you for a second? Did you call Stewart Sink short knocking? Yeah, he is well, definitely not that anymore. Not short. Right, no, Jokas, he's like taking steroids or HGH or something. He hits it like he had like twenty yards of like distance. I know, but he's still not like I don't fine. Whatever. Ah, like, carry but, on. Yeah, fine. The um, I'm fine. I actually like HV three too. Um, uh, and but I but see I'm the opposite of of Jeff is I like HV three and I typically am on him. Uh, but the problem is I know he's not going to win. He's going to melt down at some point. Um, and it's not going to happen. Um, I just like the roof of the dude. Seems like a good dude. He's got baby swag coming up. He's got his, his wife's uh, knocked up again. Um, so he's got the pregnant wife. You know, he wants to get out and at least play four days to stay out of the house. Right. He doesn't want to miss that cut. I promise you that. Um, <laughs> and so, I don't know, man. What do you think about Jazz? I, I, I'm on Jazz based on our fucking list, man. And he's only .01. Like, come on. Like, it's 6,500. Like, the dude can play. He can make the cut. Like we said, it's top 70 in ties. Like, I no. mean, there are there are a lot of past Palm golf courses in Southeast Asia. So if you want to go with that narrative that he's familiar with the grass type, yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, I'm fine with that. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it down here, man. Like, uh, I mean, that's as low as I really want to go. Diamond's not bad. He's played all right. Uh, what did you say? I said Damon. You said yeah. Diamond. Diamond. That's how, I, that's how I'm going to fucking say it, dude. Like, I, that's, how, that's how I pronounce it. Everybody gets his name wrong. It drives me crazy. Well, I can't help it. This is how I pronounce words. Yeah, it's, it's like I would say Denny McCarthy. Everybody calls him Joel Diamond. It drives me nuts. His name oh, is Joel Diamond. Damon, yeah. but Damon is D A M O N, like Johnny Damon. Before, like that's it. Like okay. I'm sorry, in my All brain right. is gonna say Damon. That's it. I'm sorry. All right. All right. Nagel. Yeah. Is that better. Yeah. Much better. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. All right. So we had a question about posting. I hate posting this week, right? We for for the Slack channel. I, like I'm not trying to jump it, but like while I'm down here trying to find somebody else to play. What do you think about posting, Steve? Um, I mean, the past palm history is pretty good. He's Pete Dye history is okay. okay. The problem with him is the it's just all putting. Yeah. And I don't know, like if he was a good scrambler, like if he was like a Mackenzie Hughes, I could probably say okay with that. Or even like Denny McCarthy, who's actually a good scrambler. Like he misses a lot of greens, but. Like, can he David Lynn this place? Yeah. Like, I and mean, if you're a good scrambler, good, you know, putter, you can do that like he did. But with posting, I don't really see it. So yeah. I'm not really a huge fan of, of him. I mean, there's actually a lot of guys we got to talk about that are challenge requests, but I'll, what, can I go through my guys first? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, Nagels, you stole all my guys. So I don't oh. know if that's a good thing or bad. <laughs> that's good. So uh, I also had highlighted Carlos Ortiz. Uh, I played well TD Green last tournament. The strokes gain approach numbers are awful, but his greens regulation rate are good. So as long as you're just on the dance floor of this place, that's fine. And the scrambling numbers are good. Like that's a w- good combination for me. I like that. Okay. Charles Schwartzel, I, I finally give up. Um, he's been playing well. <laughs> it's been a month. <laughs> and it's and he's and he's doing the things that I want. He's hitting his irons great. And he's scrambled pretty good. I mean, he's still 
rocks that weird broken backwards putter from PXG that is just bizarre. But and it's not really working for him. But as long as he hits his irons good and scramble good, that's fine. So with Harold Varner the third, though, and I continually get this guy wrong. And I think it's just because I've just played him at the wrong places. I want to think of him as just like this bomber, this like elite driver. And I always play him at those places. Like I play him at Texas and he missed the cut. I play him at Quail Holly, missed the cut. But you know where I didn't play him? I actually tried fading him at like the opposite places I think about Harold Varner. The Honda Classic and the Heritage. And he was T19 to Honda and he was T2 at Heritage. So you know what? I'm just wrong on my read. I'm going to go opposite day with Varner. He <laughs> scrambles good. He hits a lot of greens. The fact that like he's like the distance thing with him, I don't think it's going to matter as much because he's, he has some versatile parts of his game. So... So I'm going to go with him, too. And then some other guys, like, I mean, I, I was like Bazain Hu because he's just an elite scrambler. Um, God bless you. We'll see about him. I'm surprised, uh, Nails, you didn't mention your boy Dylan Fratelli at a Pete Dye golf course. I forgot. I, 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 only, I stopped at three. I was going to bring it up after the fact. All right. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I mean, I like Fratelli. I'll, I'll let you spiel it out him after I'm done here. Like, Martin Laird is another guy I don't hate. Like, he just, like, he hits the ball and play a lot. And he hits a lot of greens, and his scrambling numbers are decent. And he's only what about Matt McNeil? He's you know, his scrambling game is pretty good. He's a great putter. It's actually not as good as you think. He's losing about a quarter stroke per round around the greens over his last 16. He loses strokes uh, per round scrambling in his last 50. Isn't that so, the guy that Nagels was shitting on us for? Or he took and we took views against McNeely and on his little. No, uh, that was that was Denny McCarthy. That was McCarthy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's okay. I don't, I don't shit. I just, I'm just <laughs> having a conversation. Nails, I laughed. I didn't take any offense to that. I thought McNeely had a good around the green game. Maybe I'm wrong about that. I it, it might. I mean, on paper, it hasn't been clicking lately. So maybe just in a slump. Like I know but, that. Wait, okay, you, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me just ask this question. McNeely was great at Pebble Beach, and he was great at Heritage. Yeah. And he is not a great iron player in terms of he. he the approach game is the weakest part of his game. Right. And yet he contended at Pebble and he contended at Heritage. So one of, one of my – didn't he get like a penalty stroke or something at, uh, at, at Pebble around the green and it like fucked up his numbers or something like that? Listen, I mean, you bring up a good point. I mean, Pebble, Heritage, and the pass pollen numbers are decent. So maybe this is a number where just the stats lie. So, you know, maybe like that around a green number is at a golf course. It just doesn't fit him. So this is just like all it is just throwing a bucket like last 50 rounds, last 16. It, like it doesn't separate like, OK, I'm only taking Pebble, only taking this play. So, you know what? Maybe that is the good play. So now that you mentioned like golf course fits as far as like, you know, if it's kind of an up and down game, kind of like what Heritage is, what Pebble is. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you want to play him. I mean, those I, small, I don't hate it. They were smaller greens. And when you have small greens, you need an around the green game to compete. Mm-hmm. I thought. I, I'm just, no, you're right. I just thought of this. Like, I'm looking through it. I see Fratelli at 65. I see McNeely right there. And something hit me. It's like, oh, wait a second. McNeely. Uh, what's, his, what's his MO? And I remember listening to his interviews. And I remember Pebble Beach and Torrey Pines and 
and uh, and heritage. Yeah, when dude. He, I mean, look, look. He's 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 sixty five hundred, man. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it's fine. Like, could be a guy. Yeah, could be definitely could definitely be a guy. All right, we got some listener requests, and actually, there's some guys in the seven thousand range. We got we got to reverse and go back there. That's so fine. I'm gonna ask both you guys yes or no on these players, okay? Because we're running long. Jason Day, yes or no? No. Okay. Brian Harmon, yes or no? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 Billy Horschel, yes or no? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Begrudgingly. Even yeah. with his ugly beard that he's trying to look like Webb Simpson. Did yeah, you guys see that today? Yeah, that thing's yeah, ugly. It's fine. Second at concession, Steve. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. is very true. And and, and I do. I, I once again, I like I like I like a guy like Billy Horschel. I like a guy who gets angry when he hits a bad shot. Uh, I like a guy who is so competitive that he's like almost looks insane out there. So okay. I'm fine with that. All right, I don't hate Billy Horschel either. So all right, uh, Ricky Fowler, yes or no? Fuck no. no. Okay, I'm not even going to try to play devil's advocate on him. Thank so, you. I, I, I will say thank you, DraftKings. Ricky Fowler is now appropriately priced. <laughs> um, now moving down to the six. Lanto Griffin, yes or no? No. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't like. No. Okay. For gambling, you want to gamble? Go ahead. But, yeah, uh, I just don't like. I, I don't like. I don't like the way he's been trending. Okay, I agree with that. How about Taylor Gooch? Yes or no? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine with Gucci. Yeah. With that, I'm a yes on Gooch. Um, he plays better on these like tougher, demanding, like longer golf courses. So I'm good with him on that. Uh, Alex Noren, yes or no? Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I probably won't just because of his ownership, but I could play play great last week. But I mean, if we're just what's asking, his, what's his ownership? What's his price? Sixty six hundred bucks. I bet his ownership. I bet his ownerships. Price. No, Plus. I bet it's like, I bet it's like under five. No, I bet it's over five. I'm okay with Norton. He played well last week. Yeah, he played that last week. All right, so so he's four point five. So I was right around there. He's okay. fine. Yeah. All right. Um, and then what's the last one? Brendan Steele. Yes or no? No. No, he's not. No, this ain't the safe way. This is this yeah. is a real this is a real golf course. Yeah. I will. I will say. Did we just agree on every single golfer? I think we did, Capper. That's so, can, can, I, can I just throw this into the ether? Sure. If like Aaron Hills is kind of being flowed around as far as like a golf course cop, Brendan Steele played pretty well at that U.S. Open 2017. That's true. So, that yeah. was also that was also four years ago. So yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah, whatever. I'm sticking with it. You're no. talking about the fake U.S. Open, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that U.S. Open actually. So unlike a lot of other people, I, I thought that was actually uh, it showed well. Just it, the wind didn't blow that way. That's why I played easy. So. Yeah. All right. I that's it. Uh, Nagels, you got anything to plug like any closing thoughts? Uh, floor is yours, sir. Oh, uh, well, I appreciate that. And guys, it is always fun to talk with you. Yeah. Capper, I love you, man. I love you, too, buddy. Don't be sensitive. <laughs> oh, uh, me? Don't be sensitive. Yeah. <laughs> 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 fucking crazy yeah all right um no i i uh i don't know if everybody everybody knows this or not but yeah wednesday night i do a sh- uh i do a little dfs golf show of my own it's on youtube the nagels bagels and i also have the uh it's on twitter if you're on twitter you can follow me at nagels bagels you'll find me and uh yeah watch the show and we're gonna break this all down we're gonna figure out what direction we're going to go in? We're going to make some make fun of some people, and it should be it should be good. I'm excited. It's going to be tough. Listen, I've been in a bit of a slump. 
it's been hurting. I, I that Hideki win seems like a long time ago. Wasn't well, even that long ago, man. I know, but it seems like a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, I know. Where I, I cashed that. I've been I've been pretty. It's been pretty rough since. So we'll see if we can get back on the horse. You know, yeah. we'll see what. We're- you're going to get back on the horse this week, man. Look, that was a great brainstorming session we just had. Kicked around a bunch of fucking names. Uh, listen to the betting show tomorrow, man. We've been uh, we've been on fire on that. And feel free to stop firing some first-round leaders, man. Join the Thursday sweat. Do you do that? Do you first-round leaders? Yeah. I had I had, uh, I had Seamus Power last week. Oh. I had um, uh, Wyndham <laughs> so Clark, I think. I played yeah. Wyndham Clark. So yeah, I had a couple of guys. I was really high on Rom last week. I thought he'd play. I thought he'd win and then gag it this week. Well, are you? In a, are you in that fucking? You're definitely not on our Slack channel. Why don't you come to our Slack channel? I don't even know what that is. Oh, Christ, it's it's like, it's like it's like a better version of Twitter. It's just a giant chat room. We always just talk about golf. We throw out bets and everything. Like, yeah, without all the garbage. So like I'll on the week on the weekend, like I'll throw out like my live plays. We'll talk about like all right, should we bet this guy? Like we throw out first round leader bets there, head to head matchups, like all bunch of stuff. Like it's See, it's once, a good once, it's a good place. Thursday starts. I don't want to be bothered. I put a lot of work in. Well, that's fine. You, you can come and go go as you please. Yeah, that's that's the beauty of it. Yeah, you, yeah. Just, you don't even have to talk. You just come in and look at look at what everyone's I betting. Oh, like I just listen. I I enjoy the interaction. I don't want to be like the world's biggest asshole to some of these people, but I get texts, I get DMs, I get tweeted at constantly, and it, my brother's texting me. It's annoying all the time, just getting hit from all these different angles, and I just want to fucking watch the golf tournament. Listen, man, so, the, the Slack, right, the Slack channel is a safe, safe space, man. I'm telling you, it's well, a safe space. I, I we're all, we all pull for each other. We had a dude finish uh, second in the PME. I heard we're, that. Yeah, we're all, pop, we're all popping up for him. Like, and listen, the first round leader stuff, it's a good community, man. You'll like it. No one no one will be mean to you there, man. It's a safe space. No, I'm not saying people are mean. They just want my time and attention and opinions. It's like, no, I'm tired. No it's no Friday night. Why are you texting me asking me about an outright bet and live betting? I don't like, – go out with your wife. Leave me alone. I'll talk to you on Wednesday. All right, can 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 I say something about your Wednesday show? By the way, um, let's say I don't. I you're you're not uh, building up enough. That that you really do run a great show. Okay. Uh, it's entertaining, but you do give a lot of good picks. I've learned a lot from you uh, watching you, so definitely give it a watch. Um, it's very informative, very very entertaining. It's definitely worth your time from about eight to nine ish on Wednesdays. So. Uh, go over to YouTube, watch it, go over to Twitter, and uh, you can check out uh, Nagel's Bagels and his uh, DFS show. That's very nice of you, Steve. Thank you very much. I appreciate you're, it. You're very welcome. You deserve it. All right. So uh, we'll we'll square away our our bet here. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll put it in writing after the show. So, yeah, so I got Keegan. You got Flaccid Fleetwood. Mm-hmm. I put 100 bucks up versus a public apology of you trashing Keegan and 50 bucks for you, right? Yes? That sounds good to me. All right. Fair, fair, beautiful, fucking beautiful. Cash it. Wolfson's Children's Hospital will be happy again. Happy again, I tell you. All <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So you got anything else, Steve? No, I think that's it. Uh, it's hopefully, hopefully they've actually released some interesting props because I didn't see much out there today. So I got to uh-huh. get growing on that and yeah, see where else I can put my uh, my money. I got to watch the last three minutes of this fucking Bruins game as I smash my phone because Tukaras sucks balls and can't stop anything. And uh, I just watch my money get lit on fire again betting on this fucking team. Um, anyway, so happy stuff. 
golf. Let's go. Fucking this is just major championship week, man. This is gonna be a fucking great course. It's such a cookie cutter shit. Beautiful course. Um, yeah, man. Uh, DFS, uh, all types of crazy tournaments going out there. Nagels Bagels has got a tournament. Um, follow him on Twitter so you can find it. He puts out that that tweet. Uh, I uh, I had a guy withdraw on me over the middle of the night last week on <laughs> on his. So uh, make sure to pay attention in the morning, guys. Uh, sometimes uh, you know he gets sleepy, maybe drink a little too much doing a podcast the night before, and you forget. Uh, so yeah, follow me on Twitter at Boston underscore Capper. Uh, come find Steve in the Slack channel. Uh, find the Slack channel and all his articles. That's where he breaks down shit he's got a nice little chat there for some of the vip guys that we were talking about but yeah go follow go follow jeff nagels bagels and uh yeah man let's break them fucking books this week boys let's go